Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. So we're going to go into the Word of God, and we've got a treat this morning, because we've not just got one person preaching, we've got a whole family bringing the Word of God. So Baskins, do you want to come up? Um, Dave, do you want to grab your stools? So I'm going to say, if you don't know, but many of you will know, that this amazing family are going on an adventure. An adventure for them, but also for Jesus. Okay, they're taking the go to another level. They're selling all their things. You know, this is familiar. This happened in the Bible. (laughs) Take up your cross and follow me. They're selling all their things. They're getting a bus, and they're going to go around Europe. They're going to be homeschooling the kids, and they're just going to go where they feel led. How exciting is that? That is so exciting, isn't it? So they're going to share with us a bit of their story, a bit more, and they're going to bring an encouragement around the Word of God within that. I mean, some of you will be sitting there thinking, that sounds like my worst nightmare. And some of you will be thinking, I'm jealous. I wish I could, you know, get a van and do that. But I just encourage you to listen to their story, listen to their hearts, but listen to what God might be saying to you. Please don't switch off because you're not touring Europe. Because God wants to use this opportunity to talk to you about your life, your journey, and where you're at. So over to you guys. Um, Great. So good morning, everyone. I'm going to move this one down. Can you move that down, babe? Um, So we are the Baskeyfield family, better known as the Baskies. And I'm Dave. I'm Lizzie. Elijah. She's obsessed with saying poo-poo, so um, excuse me. Uh, this, this is what this is going to be like, just so you know, okay? There's going to be a slight amount of chaos, but God, God comes in the chaos anyway, okay? So many of you will know that we are off on a God adventure, selling our house and everything in it, and setting off um, in a six-berth camper van. We're going to travel the world, and we're going to start in Europe, so, um, and we're just going to go where God calls us to go. The name of the sermon today is Be Adventurous, and um, we're going to kick things off with a definition. We home educate, and so we love a definition. Elijah, do you want to read the definition there? Adventure, an unusual, exciting, and daring or risky experience. So that's what an adventure is. Um, And we're going to explore that some more in a bit. By the way, do you like our T-shirts? Team (laughs) Vasky. They're DIY'd. We did them in the garden last weekend. Um, But our heart um, is that we include our kids in this journey, that it's not just mum and dad on this crazy adventure. 
Um, our kids are part of it, and they have been part of the process. Um, they have been part of the God conversations and the faith adventure in all of that. And so our heart is that they will learn to hear God's voice more and more, and that they will walk closer and closer to him themselves, for, for themselves, not just on the back of mum and dad and our own faith journey, that they themselves will walk with him and be a massive blessing as they go. And so we thought it would be good to start off by interviewing the kids. So we've got five questions, <clears throat> and we've told them the questions, but we don't know the answer. So just, if there's any more... If there's any more poo-poo or anything like that, <laughs> please excuse us. <laughs> right, we'll move this out of the way and we'll step down so you can see the kids. Do right, you start with yeah, the first so we've got five questions for all your kids, haven't we? You ready? First one, how are you feeling about your family adventure? Okay, Elijah, do you want to kick this one off? Excited and sad. Excited that I'm going to have more family time and sad because I'll miss my friends. Okay, Vevey. Uh, Excited because I can have some family time and get some time off school. <laughs> yeah. I thought you loved school. Homeschool, woo woo. <laughs> okay, Cassia Star. Uh, how are you feeling about your family adventure? Same as the Vaya. <laughs> Same as the Vaya. Very good. Very good. Right. Okay. Second question. Um, I'll do this one. What are you most excited about and why? Okay, so what Cassie are you, first. Yeah, I'll start with Cassie. What are you most excited about and why? What are you most excited about, about our travels? Do you want a bit more time to think? Yeah. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Bye -bye. Going to Italy and having pizza. Hey, a girl after my own heart. She's excited <laughs> about the pizza. Yeah. The Grand Canyon because we are also going to North America. Wow. Yeah. We'd also like to go to America, so that's one of the your bucket lists, isn't it? You're going to the bucket lists, haven't you? Youngest people ever to do bucket lists. Okay, so number three. Hang on, hang on. Cassia's oh. got one. Um, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I love you. Right, number three. What are you expecting God to do while we travel? We'll start with Elijah. What are you expecting God to do? Help us thrive in God. Help us thrive in God. That is a very cool answer. What about you, baby? Mm, make me grow. Make me grow. Brilliant. Cass, Cass. Cass, you. Going in the swimming pool. Ah, oh, that was for the last one. She's excited about going in the swimming pool. Yay, well done. Okay, number four. How would you like people to pray for you? How would you like people to pray for you? Do you want to go first? Do you remember, like, prayer requests? Like, what prayer requests would you have? Like, at the end of um, kids' church. Elijah, do you want to go first? Um, I don't have anything at the moment. Okay. You don't want anyone to pray for you? What, mm. what, what would they pray? I don't know. I think you've been distracted by the chair spinning. <laughs> uh, to pray that I, um, that I don't um, 
feel sad about leaving school because I love school and I like learning. Uh, and yeah. you love your friends, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one, isn't it? Anything to pray for you, Cass? And last one, number five. If someone else was wondering whether to go on an adventure of any kind, what would you say to them? That's a brilliant idea because it sounds really fun. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea because um, you've got to give things a go. Good. What would you say if someone wanted to go on an adventure? Same as Elijah. Same as Elijah. Great. Well done. Let's give them all a round of applause. Okay, I think most of you know there's actually, we're actually a family of six. Unfortunately, Leah couldn't be here today. Um, so what we did, we wanted to still be involved. We sent her a couple of questions on WhatsApp for her to ask. There she is. For her to answer about the adventure. Uh, so I was going to read out what she said. Great answers. Um, first one, how has God worked in preparation for your adventure? You're right, Basky. Um, and Leah said, I feel that God has prepared me for the adventure ahead by encouraging me to surrender everything to him. Um, nice one, Leah. This has allowed me to put everything else behind and place my focus on the Lord and his plans for me. I was well impressed when I got these answers. <laughs> Very proud. Um, and second question, what do I believe God is going to do uh, during the journey? And Leah wrote back, I was praying the other day and I had a picture of a bee. Obviously, when bees collect pollen and nectar, pollen sticks to their fur. Then as they are, fl then as they are flying, the pollen drops off them onto the ground, producing more flowers and plants. I believe that as a family, when we travel, we will spread God's goodness and leave a lasting impact on the people we meet by sharing our faith and blessing people everywhere we go. Like a bee leaves their pollen. I believe that God is going to use us in new ways and is going to be a great opportunity for us to grow and draw closer to him. I feel this will be especially significant for me after having a busy couple of months at college and I'm excited to see how he will work through me and use me for his kingdom. Of course, as well as the good times, there will be struggles. However, I believe that these will only help me and teach me to trust in him to get me through the storms I am faced with. It's a better answer than I could have come up with. It's amazing. <laughs> so if you're watching Leah, I hope yeah, you are, well and Crystal, Leah. and anyone online, uh, we welcome you this morning. So I'm going to kick things off in talking about our journey and to get to where we are right now, why we're doing it, and why we, what we feel that God is saying in everything. So where did it all begin? Um, where has this all come from? And people often ask us these kind of questions. And it's sometimes difficult to know how to answer them because, you know, we can't pinpoint one particular moment. But what I've realized is more and more recently, I've realized that um, it's not just a moment. It's actually something that is in Dave and I. We're both pioneer people. And um, we're both created and wired that way. And it's just who we are. 
Um, we've both also loved to travel and see new cultures. So a pioneer is a person or group that originates or helps open up a new line of thought or activity or a new method or development. And so that's what I feel is, is on us and maybe on us as a family. <clears throat> We've always been people that are not afraid to try something new, even if it might fail, to do something against the grain or out of the ordinary, to blaze a different trail. And there are moments um, where we can see that God was laying this on our heart and helping us to take steps towards it. So when God started to talk to us about home education and taking Elijah out of, of school, we felt like that was the right thing for Elijah, but we also got a real sense that it was something so much bigger than just Elijah, that God was doing something that would affect you know, the future, and so it was so much bigger than that. And so we've had a year of um, getting used to home education, and soon we'll be home educating all of our children um, as we travel. So we felt that that was God. Um, we started to talk and dream about traveling, didn't we, to like different countries because of that home education. We started to say, wouldn't it be great if we could just go here? Wouldn't it be great if we could do learning and teaching through those experiences? So as many of you know, uh, we went through a really tough stage, like 12 to 18 months period where Dave couldn't get work. And it was a really strange time for us, but we knew God was with us. And one of the recurring jokes in our household was, let's just fire van and go traveling. So we'd joke about it. Let's just do that. Let's just do it. When things got tough, we'd be like, let's just buy a van and do that. So we said it so many times that we actually started to question it and say, okay, God, well, why not? Why not? Is this what you're saying? Is this what you're calling us to? Um, but our thing was that we never wanted to do it as a last resort, as a, oh gosh, Dave can't get a job, let's just do it. We wanted to do it because God was calling us to do it and equipping us to do it. So when we actually had got to the very end of ourselves and we weren't sure if we could pay our mortgage any longer, and it was the start of September last year, and Dave was standing, I remember it really vividly, he was standing in our living room and he just said, right, if I don't get a job by the end of the month, we're selling our house, we're buying a van and we're going. I was like, do, do you really mean it? There was something in his voice. So I was like, do you mean that? And he's like, yep, absolutely. By the end of this month, if I don't have a job. And he got a job and he started at the college on the 27th of September. I was actually a bit gutted by that point, wasn't I? I was like, <laughs> was desperate like, oh. for a job for so long. And then once he'd made that commitment, it was like, oh, I was getting used to the idea of traveling. <laughs> so we, we felt like that was God and we felt it was right. But what that did through that time is it actually concreted this dream into a reality. Just him staying that out into the atmosphere, this is what I'm going to do, it actually made it more concrete in us. And we felt as we spent time with God that that was actually what God was asking us to do and that we just needed to know his timing. So the next three, few months, we felt God cementing it more and more in our spirits. And in November, we made that decision that we were going to jump in full force into what we felt God was saying. So what do we believe that God is saying in this and what's it all about? Well, we don't actually fully know. And that is, that is the fact. You know, we don't know what it's all about in fullness. But we do know that God is calling us out into the unknown. 
We know that God is asking us to sell everything and follow him. And don't forget, this is the specific call that God is asking of us. We know that we're not alone in this. And we can see, like Sophie said, we can see all throughout the Bible that this happened time and time again. And we feel that God is asking us to step into a new era in our ministry. And that before we settle into the land that God has given us, we're going on this journey And we believe that there's something that needs to happen in this space, in this journey process, that needs to happen to unlock the next part of our ministry. Um, You know, whether it's a community that we need to connect with, whether it's a networking experience, whether it's a door to open in some way, um, he's going to make a way for the new thing. It's like we're here and we need to be here, but we can't just jump from there to there. We need to do this journey, and that happens in life, doesn't it? Whether you're doing what we're doing or whether it's just our daily life, you know, sometimes God wants to move us from one thing into another thing, and we can't, we haven't got everything we need to be in that new place yet. And God wants us to go through a process with him. And we do, you know, one of the, I, I preached a, a message at Catalyst about trusting the process. And it was something we all talked about a lot, like trusting the process, because sometimes that process can be really challenging. Um, and although we're really excited about this adventure, we are not, you know, it's not all going to be rose-tinted. There are going to be challenges. Like Leah said, there are going to be struggles. But, you know, we're in, if, if you're in the will of God, then you can use those struggles to really, um, yeah, bring him into that and learn new things. We've been drawn a lot um, recently to read about Abraham and Abraham's journey quite a bit. So if you could put that up, Sue. <coughs> Genesis 12, um, 1, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. And when you read about that, you know, it's really interesting just seeing their journey as he leaves his native country. And God says, he he hasn't fully shown him the route. He's just said, I'm going to take you. I'm going to show you the land that I'm giving you. And God's telling us to go and to leave this district that we've sown our lives into and we've plowed into this place for a decade now. And he's blessed us hugely as we've been here. And our prayer is that we would bless all those we meet. That's our heart, that as God has blessed us, that we will be a blessing. And we're starting to talk to our kids about, you know, when we go to each place, the questions we're going to be asking them is, what can you see here? What can you see, not just with your eyes, what spiritually can you see in this place? And where can we add love Where can we add value? Where can we add blessing? How can we serve this place that we're in, this community that we're in? How is God calling us to show kindness and value? And we're already connected with some ministries along the way, and um, we've already kind of hooked into them and said, how can we serve you? Um, So just literally as you go into France, in Cannes, 
um, Bless is a network, and, and we're hooked into them. And they do an amazing um, ministry to refugees that have come over. And so they serve them. They go and have food with them. They play games and teach them English. And so they're like, yeah, come along. You can help with that. So, you know, there's things that, like that that are kind of starting to come together. So there'll be more structured things um, that we can hook into, but also just as a family, just saying, how can we just walk and be the hands and feet of Jesus? So later in those verses in chapter 12, it says a few times, it says that he went to whatever place it was in stages. And that's what we feel we're doing. We're kind of, we're taking it in stages. We're going to a certain place, but we're, we're never going to travel more than two hours. We're going to stop in stages and just be seeking God and saying, you know, what are you saying? And, um, you know, we're going to be saying to him, right, what do you want to do? Are we staying longer here? Are we, are we resting here? If he says stay, we'll stay. If he says no, keep going, we'll go. Um, we've planned a route, but we, and we have thoughts of where we want to go. But, you know, the scriptures say a man makes plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And that's the scripture we will be living by in this time, that, that we can make our plans. Um, but God is the one that orders those plans, and he ordains our steps and determines the steps that he wants to place us in. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with making plans. Um, you know, it's much easier for God to shift us and move us when we're moving. If we're stagnant and just standing there, it's much harder for the Spirit to guide us. But if we make plans that we believe are under Him and in Him, if we get them wrong, God is more than able to, to shift, to move us, to shape us. As we move towards him and as we do and we take steps in believing that it's what God is saying, then he will move and, and shape us along the way. Dave. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so I'm just going to share some of the practical details we've faced uh, for this adventure that we're going on and some of the faith steps we've had along the way. Um, so obviously a, a big thing for us is the house. We put the house um, on the market in February, there it is. Uh, after a few weeks on the open market, we'd had one or two viewers, but not, nothing had come to anything. Um, and I was drifting off to sleep one night, uh, and then out of nowhere, the word auction just popped into my mind. Um, so feeling that, that that might be God, we researched uh, the world of auctions, and we prayed and we considered if it was God um, speaking through um, that whisper at bedtime. Uh, we felt it was God, so then we switched uh, from the open market um, to sale by auction. <clears throat> We've had quite um, a few viewers, uh, but no one who's been in a position to buy it yet. And basically, um, they don't put it on a live auction until there's been enough interest um, for it to, to be worthwhile. Um, however, because time's moving on, um, we've decided that on Monday, this Monday, it's going to go to live auction for two weeks. Uh, and we're really praying that we're going to see it sell in that time. Um, there is one or two possibilities uh, with people, but um, nothing concrete as yet. So, yeah, we're just um, holding the line, just keep praying, prophesying out in faith that the house is, is going to go through. Um, I'm going to come back to that again in a minute. Uh, when we first made the decision to embark on this adventure, I started thinking about storage units um, and paying monthly to put all our stuff into storage all our furniture and belongings. 
But actually, as time has moved on, both myself and Liz felt God pressing upon us more and more to actually let all of that go, to just sell all of our possessions. Um, we're not materialistic people, um, but nevertheless, you know, we do own things that, that we love um, and that we think, oh, that'd be nice in, in the next house and so on. Um, but that message from, from God has been loud and clear to let everything go. I remember um, Liz saying that she'd been speaking to God about it and saying um, she didn't want to let everything go for us to then get a new place in the future and be scrimping around to get new things. Um, but God challenged, challenged you on that, didn't he? And, and yeah. he said, trust in me, and when the time comes, I will, I will provide what you need again. He'll give us what we need each step of the way. I'll just add, just add to that, obviously, it's not a, um, a problem to own nice things, of course, as long as we hold everything with open hands to, before God. Um, so one of the other most important things to sort out has been our new home, our van. Um, and here it is. Reho! <laughs> okay, does anybody else name their vehicles? <laughs> My first car was called Blossom, and then I wrote her off. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Pooey, because it was a brown Fiesta. Anyway, yeah, we name our vehicles, and this is Rehoboth or Rio for short. Um, Rehoboth means the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. We came up with the name um, of the van before we bought this, and it wasn't until after I bought it, I was just driving along and I suddenly thought, hang on, the registration plate, I don't know if you can see it or not, but it begins with RE, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> um, which starts Rehoboth. Where was it? We came up, um, sorry, I've just said that. Genesis 26, 22. That's where Rehoboth is mentioned. It says, and he moved from there and had dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, saying, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Yeah, yeah so it feels very, very apt. Um, just to say, it's really, really easy to drive. Uh, it looks like, a, you know, it's, Big vehicle. Even just, I drove it, which is... Yeah, she did really well. And, um, but it's just like driving a car, but you're higher up, so it was great. The other day, I took it to the garage where it's going to be converted into a camper van. I got out of the van, and I was telling them how easy it is to drive. It's nice and smooth. I said, the one thing I need to work on with it is parking and manoeuvring. Um, lack a bit of confidence in that. I feel like that's going to be the biggest challenge. And uh, he then said to me, do you, want, do you want me to move the van for you in front of my garage? Because I'd parked it on the road, uh, just away from the garage. I was like, well, like I was saying, it, I need to practice. Because I think parking manoeuvring is going to be difficult, so I, I'll do it so I can get some practice in. Um, I then drove the van just a few metres and smashed into the back of a BMW. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Literally, you could hear the crunch. I'm like, Dave! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not a good start. I think it was the second time I drove it. So it's not got to be done, hasn't it? At least it's done now. <laughs> yeah, not only have we got the conversion work to do now, but also need some new uh, light fittings and... Um, yeah, some work on the van and on the BMW as well. So, yeah, it's not all been smooth. Um, and, and just for your interest as well, um, it's got three chairs at the front... So obviously it's been a challenge getting a van big enough for the whole family. Um, it's going to have an extra three chairs fitted behind the front three. 
Gonna fit loads of beds at the back of the van, um, double bunk beds, triple bunk beds, squeeze it all in. Uh, the guy said we could have a shower that comes out the back of the van, which we thought, oh, that's cool. We're up for that, some wild showers. Um, but Leah was not standing for that. She, ha, she was just high like, maintenance. What? No way. High maintenance. <laughs> um, but no, she's 17, so we're going to get a shower in there as well, in a little kitchen. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, just to add to that, just a few further reflections on faith and the part that's played for us here. Um, for me, a big part of acting in faith is taking steps in response to direction that we're receiving from God, very, very much linked to hearing God's voice and trusting what he's saying to us, but holding the line when it appears that things aren't working out, trusting him um, and what you believe he's spoken. Sometimes I hear people say to myself, and they say, oh, I really admire your faith. And there's, there's times when, yeah, I can accept that compliment, and there's other times when, although it's um, said with well-meaning, I think to myself, oh, I don't know if the faith is, might be as strong as it looks. You know, there's <laughs> some panic going on in here. Um, there's obviously been a lot on the line as we've moved forward uh, and on this path that we're on. There's big financial implications with what we're doing. Uh, I mentioned about going from the open market with the house to auction. Uh, and I say we're reaching the end of our contracted time with that now, which is why it's going to live auction for two weeks, and then our contract will be up. And, yeah, it's just, having got what I thought was a word from God, it's not worked out as expected. Um, I thought someone would have come in with an offer by now. So, yeah, I guess we've been asking ourselves, what does that mean? Um, <clears throat> uh, is the, could you bring the next slide up, please? I, I just saw this yesterday and thought it was funny. Me when I learn on my, not my own understanding. Um, I think it, it's very easy to end up like that if, if you're not careful. Um, so, yeah, in respect of this, I feel like there's two weeks left for someone to make an offer. So someone might still come through, still yeah. standing on um, what I believe God said. As you know, we often have to keep our faith right up, to, right up until the last minute. Um, even got some amazing testimonies where it's been past the last minute. Something that's felt impossible. So, yeah, still standing on the fact that um, it can go through. Um, second one, there may be another twist in the story whereby the situation works out better because of the route we've taken, something to do with timing, perhaps, um, that will work out better for us and the plans that God's got for us. Um, or thirdly, maybe what I heard wasn't the voice of God. Maybe I heard wrong, and, you know, I think that's okay too. Because for me, faith is about taking these steps when we think we've heard God's small, still voice. It's about responding to it. It's about pushing the buttons. It's about taking steps and seeing where it takes you. If we make mistakes, God can still work things together for good. Yeah. And we're only going to get better at taking faith steps if we actually step out, even if we make some wrong steps along the way. I generally like taking risks. Uh, for me, it's something I really get a buzz out of. But it does mean that I have to be careful. And that's why, uh, where I say like, sometimes seeing faith can be misplaced as well. I have to not let my love of risks overrule wisdom and being sure that my actions are in line with God's will. Uh, Pastor Kate gave a, an amazing message recently on finances. Um, highly recommend you listening to that online if you missed it. Um, and yeah, I really feel like there's a fine line between taking bold steps of faith 
and using sound judgment and wisdom. I've had moments since Kate's message where I'm making these decisions, big financial decisions. It's almost like I can hear Kate's voice like a little angel on my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> some of the things she said in the preaching, I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, I'm feeling challenged. And it's, and it's, you know, it's a good thing. It's making me question um, if what I'm doing is right. I lost, lost my place. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, back, I'm back in the game now. Um, yeah, it's about making sure you've got that conviction, I believe, in your heart to take that step of faith um, that looks dangerous without God involved. And there's times, I believe, to be precautious and to take safer steps. Uh, sometimes um, that can be the right thing to do. It's a journey. Um, what I do believe is that we must always submit all of our significant uh, decisions to God, pray for his direction and for his will to be done. Um, just going back to the van for a moment, Rio, that was a long, hard slog getting the van. Um, you wouldn't believe the issues we had trying to get a vehicle. Um, because we wanted six berth, we really need max, maximum size and there isn't many of those vans about. Um, some terrible garage dealers dealt with, but we just kept praying every day for the right van. Um, and every time I looked at a van, I visited a van, I was trying to discern the garage dealer, trying to discern the van. There was one that on the surface looked amazing, but I just did not have peace at all, even though we were desperate to get one. Um, so sometimes it's just about continuing to listen and, and discern and, and trust, trust your gut. Um, and then eventually, uh, a great testimony. So I was actually looking for a van for about two months in the end. Um, and then one night, um, I saw a van um, at a garage in Beeston on the internet. And basically, the van that we need is called Extra Long Wheelbase. Um, and this van was advertised as Long Wheelbase. But having looked at vans for two months, so I, I'm an expert now on vans, <laughs> and the difference between the two vans is 40 centimetres because I've seen that many um, vans on the photo oh, I thought I'm sure that's extra long so I contacted them they're like no it's long I was like can you measure it and it went back and forth and eventually they did measure it and they said it is extra long um, <laughs> and the, but they, they'd have to keep the price at where it was and not add the extra it was about £2,000 on for it um, so that was amazing yeah and, and that was just holding on to words that we'd received and, um, yeah, tr trusting God within it all. Uh, my, my last bit, there's been times these last few months um, where I know for myself I wobbled in my faith a bit, swayed between fear and faith, even in the space of a day sometimes, um, like feeling really fearful and trying to fix my eyes on God again and finding complete peace, just rocking between the two. It's been nuts. And I feel like there's been um, situations that we've faced where in another season of my life, I'd have maintained strong faith, no problem. Um, but for different reasons, I've not had that as strong this time. But I'm not going to beat myself up. I feel like that will come again. Uh, and, I've, and I've just been saying to myself, at least I'm stepping out of the boat. Um, sometimes we can get out of the boat and walk on water like Jesus and other times, it's better that we at least get out of the boat like Peter did before he struggled, rather than to not get out of the boat at all. Yeah. So, over to you, Les. Cool. So, just wrapping up, um, 
the outworking of our faith is a process, isn't it? And if we allow it, God will cause us to grow and to grow into our faith. Um, we couldn't be doing what we're doing and stepping out in the way that we're stepping out and taking these bold steps if we hadn't stepped out in smaller things to build our faith muscles and um, to see God come through for us time and time again in those smaller things just to build our faith and keep pushing out. Does it always look like, you know, what we thought and what we hoped? No. You know, does God always work out for good as we keep in step with him? Absolutely. He always works things out for good if we keep in step with his presence. So often faith is about stepping into the complete unknown. Rarely do we know all of the steps. His word is a lamp onto our feet. And again, that's a scripture that has just been so present over these last couple of years. His word is a lamp onto our feet. So going back to that definition of adventure right at the start, an unusual, exciting, and dairy risky experience. So as we wrap up, you know, for you guys, when was the last time you did something that was just that little bit unusual? Something where people looked at you and thought, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? That thing that just makes you, your heart beat that little bit fast, faster and the fear comes in and you think, oh, I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to look out of place. But God's whispering in your ear, do it, do it. When was the last time you did something just unusual for him, for his kingdom? It doesn't have to be moving across the other side of the world. It doesn't have to be packing up everything and selling everything. It can just be at the school gate, just saying, I just, I want you to speak hope into that person. I want you to strike up a conversation at the coffee shop. I want you to take on a small group. I want you to just take that one step further to just give me more of yourself. Is your walk with God exciting? It, it's exciting to follow God. But sometimes as Christians, we're just like, yeah. It's okay if you're in that place. There's no condemnation. But it, we're called. You know, when you look in the Bible, the way the disciples lived, that was exciting. It was scary. It was daring. It was risky. They gave everything to follow this man. Are you excited about following Jesus? If you're not, why aren't you? Don't feel condemned. But just allow Holy Spirit just to, you know, have you had some knocks that's just, just caught you off guard, that's just thrown you off? It's okay. But just come back to Him. Come back to the cross. Allow Him to work in those places so you can be excited again about following Him. It's meant to be exciting. It's meant to be an exciting life to follow Him. We need, we need to walk closely to Him in this time when was the last time you took that daring or risky step for him? You know, it's not about taking, like Dave said, it's not about taking risks for risk's sake. It's not about doing the scary things, just, woo, that, look at me. We need to be doing the risky things that God is asking us to do. But if he asks you to do something, you know, if he asks you, if it's going to cost you, you know, like all the material stuff. Like Dave said, it, it's not about that, but material stuff is great to have. But if the material stuff has got a hold on you, 
that's not good. God is the one that needs to have a hold on us. So if He says, give that up, we go, okay, God, I'm going to give it up. You know, we don't want to be in a place where we're controlled, whether it's financially or just our soul, in the material world. Because we live in a material world. But God, you know, we look at Jesus. He didn't have material things. He just, he just went where God was calling him. It's about giving it all to him and saying, I'm willing. Here I am. What risks do you want me to take? What things that are going to cost me, whether it's financially, whether it's my time, whatever it is, just being willing to take those risks. You know, let's just, we're going to sing this song and just take a little bit of time just to allow Holy Spirit and just say to him, what are you asking of me? How are you asking me to step out in faith? And I really believe, you know, we really believe that as we were praying about this morning, that there was an impartation of faith available in this room. Like, God, there is faith in this room. And if you have something that God is asking you to do, you can take a hold of that faith. You can take a hold of it. You can receive that impartation of faith to do the thing that He is calling you to do. He will be with you. If He has called you, He will equip you with everything that you need. Everything that you need. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether this person thinks it's small, you know, or this person thinks it's big and ridiculous. It doesn't matter. We need to be listening to Him and Him alone. And if He is asking us to step out onto the waters in any area of our life, we need to just say yes. Okay, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to work, but I know that you're with me. I know that you're asking me. And so I'm going to step out. So there is faith in this room this morning. I know it's all gone over a little bit, but if we can just linger just with this song, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but just saying, okay, God, I receive that faith. I receive that spirit of faith that is in this room, and I want that impartation. I want to do it. I want to step out.